Om Namo Bhagavate Sri Arunachala Ramanaya. The first question I've been asked to talk about today is Bhagavan's teaching goes beyond religions but at the same time contains the heart of all religions. Can you elaborate on this please? Uh, yes, that, that is true in a sense. But to understand this we need to understand there's a huge diversity of religions but the one thing all religions have in common is they all believe in and aim for something beyond this bodily life. Um, that is, there's no religion that is wholly materialistic. They all believe that, that, uh, that we are something other than just this body. Because if we were just this body, this, uh, the life of this body would be the only life we have. When this body dies, that's the end of the story for us. Um, but all religions believe that we don't but, but death is not the end of our existence. We continue to exist in some form or other after death. And um, they all have some sort of idea of salvation, whether that salvation is in heaven, and there are so many different concepts of heaven, and, um, or, or whatever it may be. There are so, they, so many different goals that religions have. Uh, but they, what they share in common is they believe in something beyond uh, our existence as a body. So, uh, though they may not go deep into the question, all religions are indirectly questioning our existence. Because superficially, what we seem to be is this body. We seem to be this body. So logically, if we have this body, when this body dies, that's the end. But um, Religion uh, um, uh, are all based on the fact that it, it is clear to us all, um, except for the grossest materialists, that we are something more than just the body. We are, we are, but consciousness is not just, that is what we essentially are, is something that is conscious, and that consciousness is not limited to this body. So this is what religions have in common, and this is where Bhagavan's teachings come in. Bhagavan's teachings are the very essence of all, of all these. That is, Bhagavan's teachings deal directly with this fundamental question of our identity. Now we seem to be a person, a body. Um, a body means not just the physical body. Bhagavan clarified uh, body in this context means all the five sheaths. That is, the, the body, the life, the mind, the intellect and the will. That is what is technically called the Anamaya Kosha, means the physical body, the, the sheath form out, made out of food, the Pranamaya Kosha means the sheath made out of breath or life, um, uh, Manamaya Kosha is the sheath made out of mind, that means the grosser functions of the mind, the perceptions, memories, thoughts, feelings and so on. Subtler than that is the intellect, which is called the Vijnanamaya Kosha. And subtler than the intellect is the will, which is called the Anandamaya Kosha. So these five sheaths make up the person that we seem to be. So all these five together, we never experience one of these without all the others. So they, these together form one body. So when Bhagavan says that ego is the false awareness, I am this body, or in other words, ego is that which is always aware of itself as I am this body, 
What he means by body is all these five sheaves. So, um, it, to all of us, our present experience is, I am this body. But if we, if we consider deeply whether this body is what we actually are, it is clear that this body cannot be what we are, because if this body were what we actually are, we couldn't be aware of ourselves without being aware of this body. In, um, in dream, for example, we are aware of ourselves, but we're not aware of ourselves as this particular gross body. Some of us um, uh, body we're aware of as ourselves in a dream. We believe having while we're dreaming, that body seems to be every bit as much as real as this body now seems to be. But when we wake up, we recognise it was just a mental fabrication. So um, we in dream we're aware of ourselves without being aware at least of this gross body. Maybe the same mind and um, intellect and will, but it's, it's not the, the same uh, phys the physical body is different. In sleep, we are not aware of any of these five sheaves. In fact, we're not aware of anything other than our own existence, other than our own being, I am. All that we know in sleep is I am. Not as a thought, but it's just that fundamental awareness, I am. That alone is what remains in sleep. So since we exist in sleep and are aware of our existence in sleep without being aware of anything else, we cannot be a, this body or any other thing that appears only in waking or dream and uh, uh, ceases to, is, is not experienced by us in sleep. Because if this body were ourselves, we would have to experience it when we're asleep because in sleep we're aware of our existence. So we should be aware of, if this were our real identity, we would be aware of this identity. So Bhagavan's teachings take a very uh, logical approach to the, uh, to the question of, of who am I. And having understood that we are not this body or the life or the mind or the intellect or the will, then we need to find out what we actually are. Um, uh, Bhagavan and many of the uh, ancient texts, they say we are just a pure awareness, Satchitananda, etc., etc. But knowing that is just knowing a piece of information. That is not real self-knowledge. We need to be aware of ourselves as we actually are. Now we're aware of ourselves as I am this body. As real as we're now aware of ourselves as I am this body, we need to be aware of ourselves as we actually are. So we need to investigate ourselves. So since all religions are based on questioning our material identity, um, but they don't, most of them don't go very deep into this. They just accept we are something other than this body, we are some soul, and after this body dies, the soul will go to heaven or hell according to whether we've done good deeds or bad deeds. And if we go to heaven, that is salvation. And um, in some religions, heaven is a permanent state, we are eternally with God in heaven. In some religion, it points out, since heaven is the fruit of actions we've done in the past, since those actions were finite, the fruit must also be finite. So even if we go to heaven after this life, sooner or later we come back again and we, um, and we uh, merit and demerits, and according to that, it's the whole cycle of samsara, the cycle of birth and death and karma and all that. Um, but whatever be the religion, whatever be the 
particular belief of any particular religion, they all accept that we are something other than the physical body. But they, as I say, they don't take, they don't go very deep into this question, most religions. Um, and most, the majority of religions believe in, in God, and they believe the soul is separate from God, so the, the, the highest salvation is to be with God in heaven. So the, our soul goes to heaven, and even some religions like Christianity, they say the, uh, not only the soul, but even the body goes to heaven. That's a bit of a difficult one to, to square, but they, um, they, there are different ways they explain it. Some take it in a very materialistic way, but the body actually gets reconstituted. Some, some take it in a slightly more philosophical way and say the blueprint of the body, the DNA or whatever, uh, gets reconstituted in heaven, whatever it is. There's so many beliefs. But Bhagavan's teachings are far simpler than this. Bhagavan's uh, is pointing out to what is our fundamental identity. Even this soul that goes to heaven, it's something that appears and disappears. We're not aware of any soul in sleep. All we're aware of is our fundamental awareness, I am. So what we ultimately are is not this body, not the soul, we are just the pure awareness, I am. That is our real identity. And to experience ourselves as such, we need to investigate ourselves. So Bhagavan is um, the, the project of religion, let's say, Bhagavan takes to the, to, to the extreme of, of investigating, finding out what we actually are. Not merely what the books say we are, mere belief is not the answer. We need, now we experience ourselves as I am this body. As clearly as we now experience ourselves as I am this body, we need to experience ourselves as we actually are. Or as Bhagavan said, we need to experience ourselves as I am I. Because what we actually are is nothing other than ourselves, nothing other than I. So now we're this, I, I, any identity, I am this or I am that, is a false identity. The only real identity is I am I. But in order to experience ourselves as I alone, as that fundamental awareness I am, we need to look within and investigate ourselves. Many religions, uh, more or less directly, refer to looking within. Uh, the kingdom of God is within you. Um, these sort of teachings are there in many religions. Most of the followers of those religions don't really grasp what, the, what such statements mean, so they still continue looking outside. They think there's, that if, they live a good, if one lives a good life, uh, one will be rewarded by going to heaven or whatever. So religions are all about uh, beliefs, whereas Bhagavan is about questioning all our beliefs. Because the, the, our most fundamental belief, the belief on which all other beliefs are based, is this belief, I am this body. So the, the very root of all beliefs, Bhagavan is asking us to question, asking us not just to question um, uh, conceptually, to actually question in the sense of investigate, to find out what we actually are. So Bhagavan is taking the, the project of religion to its extreme. But we cannot say that Bhagavan's teachings are a religion, because there are certain features of religion but are absent or completely denied in Bhagavan's teaching. For example, one thing 
in all religions, the two things, the, 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 well, the three things. There's a set of beliefs, a set of practices, and an identity. That is, if you're a follower of any religion, I am a Buddhist, I am a, uh, a Taoist, I am a Christian, I am a Muslim, I am a Sikh, I am a uh, Hindu, I am a, a Jain, I am a, a Jew. All, all the, there's the, the basic identity. Reli all religious people identify themselves with a certain religion, with a certain set of beliefs. And according to the beliefs that that particular religion um, teaches, they accept those beliefs. Some accept the beliefs uncritically, some may be a bit deep, think more deeply and may try to find justification for those beliefs. But still they, there is a set of beliefs. You, If you want to be a, um, a Buddhist or you want to be a Christian or you want to be a Shaivite or a Vaishnavite or whatever it is, there's certain things you 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 have to believe and there are certain practices that go along with those beliefs. In the case of Bhagavan's teachings, firstly we don't have to identify ourselves as anything. We don't have to say I am a Hindu or I am a Christian or I am a Buddhist or whatever because all according to Bhagavan all I, all such identities are false. And the only real identity is the fundamental identity I am I. Uh, that is we are nothing other than I. So is, is I Christian or Hindu or Muslim or, or Jain or Buddhist? No, I is beyond all these. Whether you are whatever religion you may belong to, or even if you belong to, even if you're an atheist or an agnostic or whatever it may be. But one thing that all sentient beings have in common, we are all aware I am. We are all aware of our own existence, our own being. And that is what Bhagavan's teachings are all about. So, in that sense, Bhagavan's teachings are the essence of all religions, but they go beyond all religions. Because in Bhagavan, if we're following Bhagavan's teachings, we don't have to assume any identity. Even to say, I am a devotee of Bhagavan, is ultimately not true. Okay, we may love Bhagavan, we may have been attracted to Bhagavan, but that is not our identity. Our identity is not is pure love itself. That is, the, the, the pure awareness I am, the nature of pure awareness is pure love. Because pure awareness is infinite and um, therefore it, there's nothing other than that. So it loves itself, it loves everything as itself. Not that there's anything other than itself for it to love. So our real nature is infinite love, infinite awareness, infinite being. So Bhagavan is goes to the very heart of all religions, but at the same time his teachings go beyond all religion. There's nothing... Bhagavan asks us to question any identity that we may have. If we feel I am a Hindu, or I am a Christian, or I am a Buddhist, or whatever, Bhagavan asks us to question that identity, to question all identities. Question means not just, not just uh, verbally or conceptually question, to investigate what we actually are not to accept any identity, because all identities are false. Um, Bhagavan also doesn't ask us to believe anything. He asks us to question the very foundation of all our beliefs. But one thing we need to believe to follow Bhagavan's teachings, we need to believe I am. But we don't need to believe I am because I am is the experience of everyone. Everything else that we experience we can doubt. 
Now I see trees and sky and birds and buildings and all sorts of things. All these, I can doubt all of these because these are, I see these same sort of things I see in a dream. So these may not be real just because I see something doesn't mean it's real. It can be a mental fabrication, as we know from our experience in dream. So everything that we experience, we can, we can doubt whether it's real or whether it's just a mental fabrication. But one thing we cannot reasonably doubt is our own existence. Because in order to be aware of anything, whether what we are aware of is real or illusory, in order to be aware of it, we must exist and we must be aware. Our existence and our awareness is what we experience as I am. So that is the one fundamental truth. That is the one thing that, the one permanent experience. All our experiences come and go. This is the one experience that endures. So this alone is what is real. So Bhagavan's teachings go to the very heart of all religions, but they go beyond all religions. So Bhagavan's teachings are both the um, the, the, the very heart of all religions and they transcend all religions because the, ultimately religions are a means by which we reach what is real um, however we may conce conceive it not all religions have the, um, that is there are so many different concepts of, um, of salvation each religion has its own concept of salvation and within some um, uh, like Hinduism is considered to be one religion, but actually it's a whole family of religions. Within Hinduism, there's so all Hindus, all Buddhists, all Jains, all Sikhs, they uh, consider that the ultimate goal is moksha. But what is moksha? There's so many different concepts of moksha. Um, according to Bhagavan, what Bhagavan says in the final verse of Uludunapadu, um, Bhagavan refers to debates about different types of liberation. Liberation with form or liberation without form or liberation with or without form. Um, that doesn't mean different concepts of, religion, of liberation are limited just to be three, but these three encompass all the different concepts. Some religions believe that, our, that salvation means we retain our individuality, we retain a separate existence. That's liberation without, with form. Some religions believe that you lose your separate existence. That is, uh, um, that is liberation without form. Some believe that you can, uh, that if once you're liberated, you can go between the two. So there are so many different types of, but they all fall into one or other of these three categories, all types of salvation. Bhagavan said, if it is asked um, uh, uh, whether liberation is with form or without form or with or without form, I will say the, the destruction of the ego form that, uh, that uh, considers whether liberation is with form, without form, or without, with or without form, that alone is liberation. So for Bhagavan, liberation means destruction of ego. And what is ego? Ego is the false awareness, I am this body. That is that, that spurious entity that is neither our real nature, which is Satchit, a pure awareness I am, nor is it this body, but something that rises in between, uh, partaking of the properties of both. Being aware, that is the pure awareness I am, that is what we actually are. Ego is not that pure awareness I am, because it's always aware of itself as I am this body. 
So it borrows the properties of the body, it borrows the properties of I am, and conflates the two as if they were one. This is ego. When we know what we actually are, when we know ourself as the pure I am alone, ego is thereby destroyed. That alone is liberation according to Bhagavan. So the ultimate liberation beyond all the heavens and all the different concepts of liberation that other religions, that religions may have, Bhagavan's teachings are pointing at the ultimate liberation. The liberation that goes beyond all religions. Because religions are only for the ego. Only so long as we rise as ego, can we have any idea about God or about heaven or about um, uh, yoga or tantra or mantra or nirvana or whatever it may be. Ultimately, all religions are only for ego. To whom are all these religions? To me, who am I? That is Bhagavan's teaching. So Bhagavan goes back to the very heart of all religions and in going to the, taking us to the heart of all religions, he enables us to transcend all religions because the ultimate truth is beyond all religions. No religion has a monopoly on the truth. The truth is, I am. And whatever be your religion, or no religion at all, whether you be an atheist, an agnostic, a Hindu, or a Muslim, or a Christian, or a Protestant, or a Catholic, or Orthodox, or whether you're Sunni, or Shia Muslim, or whether you're a Buddhist, a Theravadan, or or a, a Madhyamaka, or whatever type of Buddhist you may be, a Zen Buddhist, or whatever, whatever whether you're Shaivite, Vaishnavite, Shakta, whatever it may be, whatever your religion may be, or even if you have no religion, whatever your religion, whatever your politics, whatever your philosophies, whatever your beliefs, but one thing we all share in common, not only all human beings, all living, all sentient beings, all are aware I am. That alone is the truth. That alone is what Bhagavan's teachings are all about. So Bhagavan's teachings are, at the same time, the heart of all religions, the ultimate aim of all religions, and the, they, but at the same time they transcend all religions. Because Bhagavan's teachings are all about investigating and what we actually are and thereby eradicating ego. And it is only for ego but religions exist. So Bhagavan's teachings are the ultimate. For those who are ready to accept it, not everyone may, not everyone will be ready to accept it. Not every, not the followers of most religions will not be willing to accept the Bhagavan's teachings of the essence of their religion. But from the perspective of Bhagavan's teachings, when we look on all religions, we can see that his teachings are the essence of both religions, but at the same time transcend all religions. Bhagavan's teaching cannot even be identified as uh, Hinduism or Vedanta. Yes, in a sense they are Vedanta, but they go... They, they are Vedanta in the very purest form, and the Vedanta in its purest form is all about knowing and being I, what we actually are, in other words, knowing and being I am, that goes beyond all religion, that goes beyond all, uh, all philosophies, it goes beyond Vedanta, in, in that Vedanta is a certain set of beliefs and ideas, it goes beyond that, so, because this is, the, this is the ground of all of all these religions, the ground of all philosophies, the ground of all, everything that seems to exist, it's 
ground is the pure being I am. That is what Bhagavan teachings are all about. Om Namo Bhagavate Sri Arunachala Ramanaya.